Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee. We'll be analyse all the weekend action from the SPFL Premiership, look ahead to the big Old Firm Scottish Cup semi-final at the weekend, and we also talk about the English Championship and the difference between referees in England and Scotland, because our special guest tonight is Alec Ray. Alec, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining myself, Lindsay Heron, Steve Conroy and Des Roach. It's a pleasure. It's good to be invited along with some uh, influential referees. First of all, commiserations, Alec, uh, obviously in the situation at Reading. That's uh, obviously very harsh on you and Paul Ince. It's a, a difficult one. What an incredible start to the show. Just <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Alex. Yeah, it's always nice to... No, listen, we were uh, obviously disappointed. Uh, we obviously had a six points deduction and... Um, Ultimately, it's cost us a job. You know, I think they'd be sat on 49 points uh, currently. And, uh, you know, that had about 18th in the league. So it was a tough way to go. But listen, 14 months down the road, great to be back in at a very good level. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back to that, Alec, if you don't mind. Um, the big news today, guys, which well anticipated and expected, Willie Collum will be the referee for the Celtic Rangers Scottish Cup semi-final, Steve. Uh, yep, as we uh, predicted last week and... Uh, Going by the, the appointments for the weekend just passed, it was it was clear it was going to be uh, Willie that was doing it. A good decision, do you think, Des, or the, the, the obvious decision, perhaps? I think it was the obvious decision. Um, we'd spoken about it prior, and we've seen, obviously, John Beaton was sent to Celtic Motherwell the weekend. Nick Walsh was at uh, Rangers Aberdeen. Willie was put out to St Man Motherwell. So they're obviously just trying to... Pick their, pick their moves a wee bit of chess moves what they do with the SFA they pick their appointments and, and put people positionally where they're, where they're meant to be but yeah it's what would you say Steve a safe pair of hands as, to an extent as, as safe as it can be in the, the circumstances <laughs> yeah yeah but I think Willie's, Willie was the one who was going to Willie was the one who was going to get it he was always going to get it yeah. Alex so much riding yeah. in this game it goes without saying it's a season defining match for both clubs really yeah. uh, especially Rangers if they lose it uh, you know they're, they're staring down the barrel of their rivals winning the treble yeah absolutely and I think listen we always touch on the referee obviously when we hear that uh, Willie was going to be the referee I always kind of go Whoa. <laughs> uh, I do just just by instinct you know I think he's uh, he's prone to the odd mistake uh, thankfully VAR may well get him out of trouble uh, on occasion now um, but the problem that uh, the Scottish football has is there's only a pool of about four or five guys who are really qualified to take on this this, this tie and uh as the guys are saying there, then they've obviously kind of shuffled about over the recent weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has to be constantly that you're moving the, the pieces so that somebody's got to ref it at various times. Uh, Stephen McLean on VAR as well. Don Robertson, fourth official, I think. so. Solid enough. Um, confidence in the, the fourth official in the in the VAR for those games. So I think, as, as Alex said, if he, if he needs dug out of a hole, then he's got a good team behind him. So good, solid backup. It's, yeah. the, it's the first derby he's done uh, since last season, as he did the the final league meeting between the two sides, which Celtic won two one at Ibrox. Uh, in fact, overall, his his, his record uh, he's, he's been in charge of nine, and Rangers have only won once. Yeah, I'd say that's more to do with the teams rather than the, the referee. Willie is prone to be quite um, reactive, shall we say? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, at this stage of the season and at this point. I think this is probably the best appointment that we could have at this moment in time. I'll, I've said it before, I think Nick Walsh is our best referee that we have, but you can't have the same referee doing all the big games. It's got to be it's got to be spread about. So Willie's got experience. Don is a very safe, 
capable fourth official, he'll make sure the dugouts are in order. And again, at Hamden with that big space, there shouldn't be terribly much um, to deal with. And Stephen McLean, ex-FIFA official, mm-hmm. he's in VAR. So yeah, he should be able to give Willie any, any mm-hmm. advice that he needs. Hopefully it doesn't come. I'm not saying that it won't come. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to watching the game. Let's just put it that way. Well, he's done big ones, of big explosive full for games before, Alec. Yeah. He did the 2019-20 League Cup final uh, when he sent off Jeremy Frimpong and Rangers got a yeah. penalty, which they missed. And the Chris Julian goal proved to be offside, actually, but there was no VER in these days, so... Yeah, listen, I think the, the, the guys have... My experience with Willie is that he is very reactive, you know, when there's a major instance. He's just the manner in which he approaches it. It's almost as if he's wanting to go in the middle and <laughs> cause that... I think at these particular times, it's easier to diffuse things in your manner and your demeanour and how you approach them. So, listen, the one thing we, we, we can all agree on is he's vastly experienced, you know, he's done major European games over the years as well. Mm-hmm. And as you said, he's obviously covered the old firm game. And when you look at the pool as well, you know, I think, listen, someone's got to do it. We could be sitting here all day long. So, as as Des said there, hopefully it goes on un, uh, unscathed throughout mm-hmm. the game. But we've talked about it all season, guys, haven't we? There haven't been too many flashpoints in these games thus far bit of controversy about the, the uh, Morella score that was disallowed in the last league meeting uh, which seemed to split opinion but uh, but there haven't been any other real massive talking points maybe the Conor Goldson handball at Ibrox as well even even so going back to the, the days when I was involved with Celtic and Rangers mm. though, that's, those two are nothing so somebody, you, you disagree with a foul you disagree yeah. with a handball that, that's nothing compared to what it was before um, and they have been and we, we've, we've given credit to both sets of players both sets of management that mm. it's, it seems to be a, a different mindset and they're very controlled and they're very calm and uh, they go about their business uh, professionally but as you said uh, much more eloquently than I could possibly say it this is a season defining weekend one side doesn't want to go down with nothing and the other side is desperate for a treble. Mm-hmm. I don't want Stakes to, are high, yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't want to put a curse on anything, but if if we get through this one without incident, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> no, I think there's going to be... I think there's going to Fireworks. be explosions. Yes, I think there's going to be explosions. <laughs> and do you know what? That That's why we're all football fans. That's why we want... That's why we love the game. So let's just hope it goes, it goes well. Let's hope Willie gets the vast majority of things correctly but let's enjoy the spectacle from a football side of things Alec um, the pressure's all on Rangers of yeah. course isn't it and after losing last weekend to Aberdeen they're on a bit of a downer as well so I mean f- from your side of things how do they how can they overcome the hurdles and try and win this game well they can obviously take confidence from the the last game I thought Rangers did very well um, I think if you go back to the final I thought they were very passive you know Celtic coasted it and so if, you, if you're talking about a game plan and how you're going to go about uh, getting after Celtic, you have to get uh, about them as a high press. You have to get in their faces. You cannot allow them to dictate. Um, and, and they've had some success in some ways. But ultimately, it's about results. You know, people look at that and go, it wasn't a bad performance. And the Morelos goal, and it's all about winning. It doesn't, the performance doesn't really matter. And, uh, uh, you know, because that's what the fans are actually kind of remembering is the actual result. And as you said, it's all or nothing for Rangers. You know, the pressure is very much on uh, on Rangers to produce a performance I don't think yesterday's performance helped them in any shape or form I thought they were very tepid you go we've all been up at uh, Pataudry it's a very hostile place you need to roll up your sleeves I thought the first half they did relatively well uh, but in the second half you know they were second best uh, throughout and 
I think they'll be looking for some sort of reaction. And the one thing I don't really like is constantly, oh, I, we have to bounce back and we go again and all that usual jargon you get off the of players. They are talking on the pitch. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to be doing, uh, you know, the usual kind of talking. I think too much is getting said from the Rangers side of things. I think they should just kind of keep it in-house mm-hmm. and then uh, show what you're made on the pitch. And, and is there anything tactically you think Michael Beale can do? I mean, Yeah, well, I just said, I said, I think if he can get in their face, he's a high yeah, pace, yeah. Which, which would result in plenty of uh, energy, plenty of legs and get after Celtic. Because if you sit off them, Celtic have got the quality, they've got the players at the top end, middle, you know, I think Callum McGregor's one of the standout players, if not the best player in Scotland. Uh, you know, he's a leader. And you, were t- you guys are just talking about, oh, will, will there be fireworks? Will there be a this kind of... I would suggest that people start to get in Celtic. It's been far too easy. You know, you've yeah. got to be within the, the, the confines of the laws of the game. Don't mm-hmm. be going crazy like the old days when players <laughs> were getting sent off willy-nilly. But at the same token, you have to get in their faces. You have to mm-hmm. roll up your sleeves. You have to show a level of um, competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Of all the teams this season, St Mirren are the team that have showed you how to play against Celtic and win. <laughs> uh, and win. Yeah. St Mirren of all people. I was, I was at St Martin on Saturday I went to watch and it was the most passive that I've ever seen them I thought it was I thought it was ridiculous how how, how much they stayed off but give credit to, to Dale give credit to Derek McInnes he set his team up to to nullify what St Martin were doing but, um, but no to agree with Alex I think that Celtic have got that much energy uh, pressure going forward from all, all areas of the pitch from defence midfield forwards I really do agree. I think that Rangers have to get in their face. They have to be aggressive. They Mm -hmm. have to be on the front foot because if you don't, Celtic can split you apart. It's it's a type of match where if Michael Beale can win it, it's a colossal springboard for him, him, isn't it? I think think the Rangers fans are just looking for some sort of spark. You know, um, and and I know it's not a, a good barometer where you're looking at social media you know, people are kind of complaining and things. You know, he's brought two players to the football club mm. uh, in, in January. You know, they seem to have done okay because sometimes it's difficult to settle in. You know, when you look at uh, Raskin and uh, Cantwell, they've done all right. I still think there's more to come for these guys. And you need a couple of more transfer windows. Even if you go back to the Steven Gerrard time, it took him a couple of years to actually mm-hmm. get to that point. And I think that's exactly where they're at at the moment. You know, he's mentioned four or five uh, additions in the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm thinking at the minimum the bare minimum and you have to look at real quality having worked down in England the last 14 months there is some real good talented players you can get there for the wages that Rangers are paying and it's just about going about your uh, doing your due diligence seeing who's available and who you can get in because obviously there'll be other suitors with the, with the money that's floating about the championship mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I think that people have to calm down a little bit when it regards to Michael Beale. You have to give him time to settle in, get his own men in, get his philosophy, uh, a good pre-season under his belt. But this would be the springboard. This was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Yep. If he could do that, it would, it would. I don't mean buy him time, but it would settle down the Rangers fans knowing that there's reinforcements coming this summer and then have a concerted uh, go next year. But the flip side is, of course, it sets you back... Abs- yeah, massively, no, doesn't it? absolutely. And uh, listen, we've all been running about Scottish football for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Second is absolutely nowhere. Absolutely. Yep. All to come then at Hamden Park on Saturday, Sunday rather, Sunday afternoon. Don't miss it. One thirty kickoff. We'll all be analysing that in great detail for sure. Um, let's just have a look back then at the weekend. Um, we talked about Aberdeen Rangers. An incident there, guys, in terms of the second Aberdeen goal, where Rangers claimed that Fashion Sakala was in was was fouled. In the build-up to that goal, Nick Wall seemed to allow advantage, but then didn't bring the game back for a free kick 
Aberdeen won the ball and went on to score. Is that is it is it the length of time and the move or the phase of play? Uh, both advantages uh, still uh, written down as two or three seconds. Um, and you're on hiding to nothing when you, you, you play an advantage. And we've all seen it that you let it go, let it go. And the minute you blow your whistle, somebody breaks away. It, we've all seen it. And the flip side is that sometimes something like, like that happens. I don't have a, an issue. It's debatable whether it was a foul, but he gave it uh, advantage for two or three seconds. But once you go beyond that, you just roll on. It's not like rugby where you can the, you, you can see the refs waving for advantage. And it seems to go on for days mm-hmm. um, before he, he brings it back. You know, I'd, I'd be happy enough with with that kind of thing, but in the, the the football ref is stuck with those two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't think uh, Nick. I don't really think he could have done anything else. Um, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't have an impact upon the goal being scored. The the impact upon the goal being scored was Barisic being unaware that uh, Miowski was moving around him and Barisic was was static. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I I don't have a problem with that. No. I think that was absolutely fine. Can you explain why Mayovsky wasn't ruled offside? Because he looks offside because part of his body's in an offside when, position. When you see the when you see the line drawn, the line drawn shows that his arm was offside. Yeah. Now, you can't score a goal with your arm. Is it his arm or his shoulder and his part of his head or not? Or? Nah. Yes, just for clarity here, because obviously people listen to that. Is it the the, the shot? Is that with the the line? It's a totally artificial, totally made up. Line, t-shirt they, they, line. They call it the T-shirt line, and there's no such that makes absolutely no anatomy. This being, you'll be wearing a Hawaiian shirt, yeah. T-shirt when you're going out to play next. <laughs> the good old-fashioned word. If it hits, if the ball hits you in the oakster, aye, and the balls, you know, go, going beyond where the the circumference of the ball would take you, that's taken as your your arm. But it's totally made up. It's it's nonsense. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But the 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 wording, if I'm if I'm correct, is. If you're offside with a part of your body that you're legally allowed to score a goal with, then you're offside. So you can't score a goal with mm-hmm. your arm. That's mm-hmm. offside. And yep. we're going to come on to that later on. But uh, no, I'm no, I'm I'm fine. Miowski, as tight as it was, you've got to give VAR and the assistant referee absolute plaudits for getting that one correct. Absolutely okay correct. Des, just, listen, I haven't been dealing with, with VAR and I haven't had a lot of discussions throughout the course of the season because the championship didn't have it. See when you're looking at the the, the images that the, the, they're showing on uh, the sports channels, how do they come to that line being across there? That's all Is calibrated. It calibrated, yeah. Right, that's, okay. that's all calibrated from that camera. From all cameras, all, all right. cameras are calibrated prior to the matches yep. from Hawkeye. Um, right, okay. Because but we don't have as many cameras yeah. as obviously they have down in sure. the Premier League. No, because it's, it's very difficult to gauge because we're saying there, because I actually thought that Tillman actually might have played him on side. You know, we were all looking at Barisic. Tillman's foot was actually at the top end of the picture yeah, as well. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, he's on side anyway. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I was just trying to get clarity of the calibration from the actual cameras. Um, as far as we're aware, the uh, picture that comes up on the, the telly, that's the image that VAR gets as, as far as we can tell yeah. so that is all calibrated um, yeah. you know, so I, I'm not technical in the slightest so I don't know how they manage it mm-hmm. but that's all that's all work a phone <laughs> <clears throat> no I still talk about Insta thing and all that sort of stuff it's all beyond me um, <laughs> but it's, it's all pre-calibrated so what you see is what sure. is uh, officially seen by the, the no, referee I, team I actually thought it was offside uh, sorry it was onside anyway when I seen Tillman's leg I was yeah. just trying to get, get a gauge for it because the the lack of cameras in relation to what you would get in the English Premiership yeah. so, but by, I think the offside decision is pro- pretty much nailed on 
when you're looking at, as you say, the calibrations, yeah. uh, gives you that uh, uh, accurate uh, line. No, he's, I think he's, his legs were onside and then obviously he's, he's fantastic header. Terrific header to, mm. to score the goal. Uh, but no, I think that's a, I think that's a good call. I think that's, yep. the no, officials that deserve that praise yeah. for that. The big talking point last week, guys, of course, was Graham Shinney's uh, failure in his appeal. And not only that, but he was given an extra one-game ban for the sheer audacity of appealing the decision. And uh, the SFA were battered from pillar to post for that one, Steve, uh, not least by PFA Scotland as well, who came out very strongly on it. In, indeed, uh, and including us. And <laughs> it's uh, kind of enlightening that Alec has, uh, we've been discussing that before we come on, and slightly of a slightly different opinion uh, to us. I thought last week was a shocking decision. And, you know, we, we've said it, not so much from the ref, because we've all refed, we've all made mistakes, we've all made wrong calls. I think VAR calling that as a sending off, I think, is, is beyond me. But I can see Alex's argument about the follow through, but I thought it was a good thump and tackle. But there's none of that mitigation for, for, for this week. That was a controlled, I thought quite graceful, excellent tackle. Yeah, I was just going to come to that. Obviously, as luck would have it, or as fate would have it, a very similar challenge in the St. Johnson Hibs game. Um, the week after. You know, know. where James Jago is, is a judge to have um, to have followed through and caught Conor McLennan of, of, of St. Johnston. And he's shown a, a red card immediately by Craig Napier. I mean, there's no messing around. Nope. Um, and again, we've, we've discussed it. When you watch it on the telly, the only thing I can see from Craig's point of view is that he was behind it. So, you know, and we've all been there. Um, he's no doubt seen a straight leg. There wasn't a straight leg there, but that, that's what he's seen. But he's behind it. So he, you know, that that's the, the view that he got. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that VAR didn't, Intervene. at the very least, go and say, have a look at that. Um, despite what we, we saw in certain um, BBC uh, issues this week, I cannot believe that, that VAR didn't get involved in that. Um but I, and I just that's because it's a clear and obvious clear uh, and obvious yeah. error. Uh, we we've said it before. See when it's an opinion piece, leave it alone. Nothing to do with VAR. But when it's a clear and obvious error, that's when VAR gets involved. That would have been the perfect situation think, for VAR to get involved. I think in that decision now, see if there's a tug of the jersey or a, a throw in goes either way. We've all been there, sure. right? That's fine. But see when someone goes in and gives a red card, that's a major decision, major decision. So you've got to have the fourth official. You've got to have the VAR who are there. Now, for me, you've just stole my words there. That's a controlled challenge. There's no studs up. Yes, you can you can freeze frame, you can make a still, and it'll look horrific. Okay, I can understand that. A former colleague mentioned on a, a programme this morning how it was a lunge. It's not a lunge. Not in a million years. It's not a lunge at all. Mm. He's, he, the boy's on the ground. Jago's on the ground. He's sliding in. Where are you going to put your studs? Alec, if you go, if you went for a challenge, yeah. is there a is there a potential that your studs may be showing? Of course there is. To me, a million times, that is a good, honest challenge. It's not a red card, but for Craig to come in trigger happy and flash a red card so quickly, I think that's a a, a Graham Shinney hangover from last, last week. week. I think that is a hangover from last week. But for the fourth official and the VAR official not to get involved, that astounds me. See, see, listen to you use two guys in terms of the reaction of the referee. It was far too quick. He didn't mm-hmm. buy sell any time. Nope, no, no. You know, so this for me, it's about assessing what's going on. You can still administer the the red card a couple of because you're saying about buying yourself time. I thought I thought it was a poor decision. Uh, I thought the height of the tackle as well. We know when he's kind of coming round. 
it's not as if he's up high, he's in danger and running about the, nope. the top, nope, top, middle to top of the shin, uh, knee area. I didn't quite see that. Uh, and the fact that he actually clearly got the ball and then on the follow through caught him, um, I just didn't quite see it as endangering that player. I, I just didn't see it. And I think that's the problem he had is because he, he administered that. I heard someone say today that by him administering the red card, then VAR wouldn't get involved with that. But you're saying that they should have because it was clear and obvious, but not him, it wouldn't have been clear and obvious. I would, if, no, it, was, uh, if, it, if it was Steve and I working together, which we've done numerous times, I would have been saying, Steve, or he would have been saying, Des, do you want to have a wee look at that? And I would be quite happy to go and look at it and overturn that decision, as I'm sure... I would, I'm sure you would. Uh, I'd expect if I was a ref there and I had made that decision, and and you know the current climate with the, the technology, I'd be expecting somebody to say go and have a look at that. Chris Graham was the VAR, so he he clearly hasn't spoken to to Craig Napier. But but this is the thing about clarity, Steve, because he could easily have said you might want to have a look at that, and he's went no, I've seen that. He could he possibly say I've seen I've seen yeah, what I wanted yeah, to see absolutely. So they may well have intervened, uh-huh. and this That's is the thing about the clarity. Of we don't know. What, I was going to say they could have had that conversation, but we just yeah. don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, he was so he was so quick in, and he's the bit I didn't like when he's, he's holding the red card up and he's pointing to the player lying on the ground. At, I thought that was a wee bit body language. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't I like that. Either, but. but but yeah, that I think the VR has got to get involved there and say, would you like to have a look? Feelings are certainly running high on it. I mean, an ex Hibs legend, if you like, John Collins, <laughs> um, went off his head. He said this this guy should never work again. And I saw Lee Johnson saying it was the worst refereeing performance it, ever. Oh. I don't know what Lee Johnson's had in his life, but <laughs> the the bottom line is that we disagree with Craig giving a red card there. That's disagree with it. Mm-hmm. But we've all done it. We've all made mistakes. My issue is that VAR didn't get involved in that. And but even if because because we've seen VAR, we've disagreed with an awful lot of what VAR's done. But I'll, I'll come back to the fact that our guys were thrown under the bus and put in not fully prepared. Um, and these are the consequences of it. Um, that's not to take away from the fact that I think VAR w- was wrong, mm-hmm. but we've all made mistakes. And to say that neither of them should ever work again is just ludicrous. Plain to the audience. Yeah, right. that's that's. Are you, go, are, you, are, you, are you going to sack a player because he has two poor games or he makes two poor tackles? Of course, I was you're going not. To say, I, Absolutely yeah. not. So yeah. you can't. The referee's made, in our opinion. Yeah, the referee's made an error. Okay. I think I've been sacked about 40 times this season alone. <laughs> I was about, about to say, if he's saying that you never work again from that, I've paid into uh, <coughs> a couple of grounds that John Collins has been playing his trade. Um, you know, what's one ground. Good, what's one ground, I What's good for the goose? Um, we've all made mistakes. The irony is um, St. Johnson supporters are, are pointing out to a, a game last season between the two, same two sides, ironically, and Craig Napier booked Cammy McPherson for an identical challenge. You know, the follow through and just catching the opponent on the leg. It was probably a worse challenge. In fact, I think it probably shows in social media that it was a worse challenge. But anyway. I think, sorry, sorry, that I think this is an issue, you know, when you look at consistency. And I know there'll be degrees of, you know, what you see is a bit more force than, than others when you, when, you, when you make that decision. Mm. So to compare one with the other, you know, as you said, it was probably worse. So, but how do you get to that there? And I think it goes back to the shinny thing from last week. You know, oh, he's caught. He's he's got the ball, but on the follow through, he's caught it. So it's yeah. fresh in his mind, and I think that's partly to blame. It's a, it's a, a, to me, it's a complete Graham Shinny hangover. That's that's what's been I agree in there. completely because going by the fact that the SFA and they, they'll say that the panel's independent, but the SFA sanction him with an extra game. Yeah, 
Um, and I know they were trying to say that they didn't say it was frivolous. It was, uh, what's the phrase? Launching an appeal with little chance of success. Well, lack there, of merit or uh, something. There's three caveats and they all mean it's frivolous. Wow. Um, so <laughs> the, the, the SFA have basically told our referees that that is a sending off offence. And Craig uh, for it. has done it. Mm-hmm. What he, I find he's done what he's been told. What I find ridiculous with that SFA statement is we've had VAR since what, middle of October? Mm-hmm. And we've had contentious decisions, but they've chosen that one incident to come out and make a statement. They've never done that before. And it was almost a wee bit of arrogance to come out and, and add an extra game on saying, how 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 dare you challenge our our authority? I think that was awful. Let me ask you a question then. If he's Uh-oh. above if he's above <laughs> <laughs> if I may. Uh, if you're both sitting on a panel, because they're they're most certainly going to appeal this. Uh, if they've not done so already, uh, yeah, Hibs are. That's I'm just going to come to that. Hibs Sorry, have, I've just stole your foot. No, 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 no. Hibs, Hibs have launched the appeal against this right, okay. red card. So very interested to see how okay. that works. Well, Steve and I certainly won't be on that panel. No, it's <laughs> safe to say we'll never be invited on one. But yeah, I. If you were sat on it, Steve, what, what, what would your uh, stance be? Obviously, would, would you would you back down on the the, the decision by Napier? If I was watching that on a panel, yeah. yes, I'd be saying that wasn't a red card. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I listen. I think we're unanimous in, the, in yeah. this decision. I th- I've actually only heard one individual over the course of the last couple of days. People who have actually looked at this mm-hmm. instance, and you know, I, I just find it astonishing. Mm-hmm. Do you fully expect the SFA to come out and give him an extra game? Then wouldn't it be in the slightest bit surprised? <laughs> no, the backlash that they got last week, they'll, they'll not have the kahunis to do it. Mm. So, but will they? Will they turn down the appeal, or will they uphold it? Well, it depends on that, who's on the panel. And we'll never know that. We'll never know that. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, there'd be ways of finding out, but it's, it's, it's an Go independent on. panel. Fill us in next week. <laughs> it's an independent panel. That's what we'll be told. Watch this space. It'll be very interesting to see, won't it, lads? Just as, as, as a penalty incident in the Hearts game, the demolition of poor old Ross County, 6-1 for the Jambos as they get back on to form. A, a trip on Lauren Shankland. Um, it looked fairly clear cut. Are we quite happy with that? It was a penalty. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a lazy challenge, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was, anyway, um, it's kind of one I would do in the fives. Um, <laughs> it was a clear penalty. Don had a clear, unobstructed look at it. But you can see by his, his stance, he was caught in two minds. We've all been there. He'll, he'll do that less often than, than most refs because he's a very good ref. He's, he's not a robot. We're all human. We all make mistakes. It was a penalty. But that's what VAR's there for. Yeah, that's that's what it was invented for. Well, see, see that. See that. Listen, we all have made mistakes. I thought that was as clear cut a penalty as you would see, and as you said, it was his line of uh, sight was uh, you know quite clear. Mm-hmm. And a referee's holding fire with the decision, knowing that it's going to go to VAR. I would. Have, I would hope not. I just think. And by the way, see the person that's going home that night thinking, "Oh my God, it's Don. Don is going up the road going." How did I miss that? Now, thankfully, VAR has been used for the correct reasons. Yeah. And thankfully, David Monroe was able to say, Don, come and look at it. The right decision was was come to. Hart's got the penalty, fair play. But nobody needs to tell Don that nope. he made an error there. And Don is a fantastic referee. I'm one of his biggest supporters. Mm. He's a great guy. Really, really personable. You can see him amongst the, 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 the teams and the way he's got his rapport. Nobody needs to tell him he made an error. Mm. He'll be going up the road and he'll be... Playing over in his mind, and he'll be absolutely pig sick about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only reason why I say this is we'll, we'll touch on something that happened in the Aberdeen game uh, shortly, but there was like another incident in that game as well where I felt. Uh, can we go ahead and just, please? So Nick Walsh later in the second half when Johnny Hayes goes through, I thought he was trying to buy a penalty and I thought it was simulation, and he didn't make that decision. And I'm thinking, is he waiting for that to go to VAR? To they go? Oh, it was clearly there was no contact, and then they could administer, or could he have booked? Johnny, Johnny Hayes for simulation and then obviously if it was a penalty you can say I'm rescinding the yellow card because there was contact so I'm just and another reason why I'm saying that is, is because I look at Don's decision there then I look at uh, Nick Walsh's up at Pataudry mm-hmm. I'm thinking are these guys just taking the easy road here and and th- this is a, the first weekend I've really paid a great deal of attention to VAR and refereeing decisions so that's all the reason why I'm throwing this into the, the mix at the moment It shouldn't make the blindest bit of difference but you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, the, the conversations that I've had, nobody says that they've, they've changed the way that they're, they're refereeing, take people at their word. But you would maybe have to have a, you know, even a, a confidential survey or something to see if there, there is a difference. But it shouldn't make the blindest bit of difference. But I, I, I can see where you're coming from. It was only the two instances over there. Yeah. And I'm only watching, you know, I'm only watching like highlights over mm. the course of the weekend. And they were two instances. I thought, hmm, maybe. No, um, you know, two one one small load doesn't make a summer. But that what you can certainly say, uh, not not so so much with the, the Nick Walsh one, but with the Don one, he made a mistake. Yeah, he, he didn't call it properly, and you can see by the the way that he reacted to that he, he was caught rabbit in the headlights. Um, I don't think that he was waiting for anybody to get him out of hole. I think he just misread just it. it. Just made an error. Um, the Johnny Hayes. Aye, maybe by the time he thought, oh, oh um, play was away, and that's why he didn't give the penalty. That's all I can. Mm-hmm. But, but the safety net was there, and no. thankfully, at, yeah, the, no, end, at the end of the day, the, the right decision was come to, and the right um, application was come to. The Johnny Hayes one, I don't know, everything was happening so quick. I can understand why you think, is, is he taking a dive, or is, he, is the leg being stuck out? Football's a contact sport. Is it coming together? Is it? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be rushing to give a penalty kick or give a, a yellow card for simulation at that point. I would quite happily just go, right, on we go. And there was no really great clamour for it from, from either yeah. team. And the reason why I said that today, I was talking to a former uh, player uh, who's kind of been, since October, he's been pretty much all over VAR and the good and the bad and the ugly with it all. And he, he just felt as if, and this is a, you, you'll know the guy I'm talking about. And he basically said, this is, oh my God, I thought he was trying to con the ref at that time. And, the, and my instinct as well was, he's tried to buy a penalty there. But it was only just be more so that the referee's side of things on the back of that, you know, was it a penalty? Was a contact? Was a, you know, was it simulation? Because obviously we don't want to see any simulation, but would that warrant a yellow card in that instance? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so convinced in that, but, you know, talk, theoretically talking about what you're, uh, you're, you're talking about, if I, you know, if it happens to me and I think it's a dive, then I can, I can caution them uh, for simulation. But because it's a potential penalty or whatever the VAR notice board comes up saying, then you know there was VAR a check, wasn't there? There was a check on that instance. I'm oh, not I sure. Remember. I don't think. It not sure if there was. Was there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if if VAR thought it was different, then VAR can say no. Go and have a look. I think that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Then you rescind the, the yellow card and you give the penalty. Yeah. So that that VAR's there for you know clear and obvious. But penalty is one of the, Which the criteria. Happened was was Kevin Clancy, wasn't it? He gave a yellow card to. No. That was a couple of weeks back. One of the Rangers players, I can't remember who it was now, and then he changed his mind and gave the penalty after yeah. seeing the monitor. So that's happened already up here this season. I, I actually, listen, I know, I know Varg gets a lot of grief 
But see, these instances we're talking about, the Don Robertson one, you know, you'll have a look at the, the penalty with Johnny Hayes, the offside for, uh, you know, with, with the, with the Rangers were claiming, mm-hmm. and then obviously the boy, Mioski, then gets mm-hmm. the, the, the winning goal. A lot of these decisions are actually falling right, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, the, the, you know, as much as it's getting battered, I still think there's a long way to go with VAR, and I think there's a lot of teething problems partly because it was uh, rushed through in uh, October. So I still think there's a kind of work in progress here to try and kind of cultivate this to mm-hmm. be better. Can we just focus on, on down south? Obviously you had the 14 months down there, Alec. Yeah. And um, it'd be interesting to get your take on, on, on the standard of refereeing down there. And uh, to sort of lead us into that, there was, we talked about simulation or cheating. Uh, <laughs> there was the, the hand of God in the Preston-Blackburn game. Um, and as, as fate would have it, it was uh, the infamous... Assistant referee Constantine Hatsidakis, who spotted it, the guy that put an elbow in yeah. Andy Robertson's mouth. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, listen, it's, uh, listen, I think um, Constantine would have been very happy with uh, Smodic's elbow attempt at the goal. Um, I think uh, it was a brilliant spot in, in lifetime. Um, I think they're important ones to get because. As I said earlier on to you guys, the fact that the championship doesn't have VAR is astonishing to me with the with the money it's available. My understanding is going to be about nine or ten million to implement it. Uh, you know, which is a considerable uh, outlay, but it's so important to get these things right. And uh, I, I also seen it last week with Andy Carroll, a very similar situation, and, and the officials get it right because it all happens in a flash. Yeah. And I think yeah. these big decisions are the ones that you actually want to to get in top of. So. Luis Modic scored an incredible goal for the, the opening goal for Blackburn so no I think it was an important uh, spot at the right time it was good refereeing and listen I think I think we could all have got our axes to grind you know there was times where I was kind of having difficulty with one or two decisions over the course of the season as well and I think it's just like Stephen says it's it's human nature people are going to get it wrong now see if we didn't expect the referees to get it wrong my, my take is I look at some of the players at Reading and occasionally you're ex- you see mistakes happen and it costs you. And for me, it's exactly the same as the referees because that that type of level for for a reason. We we went to play Man United um, at Old Trafford in the FA Cup and I thought the standard and the way that, I can't even remember who the ref was, he came over and had the chat with us because we had never sampled VAR and he, he, he called me before the game. He said, listen, tell your players that it's important that you play to the whistle. You don't, you know, don't put your hand up. Don't do, you know, react because VAR will then have a look at it. Don't be standing forty yards for goal. Your hands up. Deal with that. And I just thought the way that he handled himself and the manner and the control of the game, I thought he was absolutely excellent. And I think that's the difference for the championship mm-hmm. to that next level. It's amazing that it, uh, VAR has not been implemented, as you say, in the championship. One of the, what was it, but the fifth richest league in the world, isn't yeah. it? And the thing is, I think it's just about to get a, a bit more richer as well. I think they're talking about showing live games That's across right. the board from right. 2024. Yeah. And I think I think the finances have gone through the roof, so... Now you back. <laughs> now you back in, Stephen. When you, when, when you look at it, and the Championship playoff is that not the, the richest game in the world? Is, uh, so if that's the richest game in the world, mm-hmm. take Scottish football out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Surely, to goodness, there's got to be VR in that league because there is so much at yeah. stake. Twenty twenty four is coming. I'm led to believe. Yeah, yeah. and, and right. quite rightly so. And you look at. You look at the nature of the clubs that are in there at the moment. You've obviously Reading, where you've just left. You get Blackburn Rovers. You've got Middlesbrough teams that have got years of Premiership experience. 
and the the, the money, the wages, mm -hmm. that would vastly outspend the SPL. So you'd think that the, the championship would have that technology available to them. Des, the actual level of money that's floating about the championship is mind-boggling. I mean, incredible money. We think Rangers and Celtic, there's teams down there that are paying as much as Rangers and Celtic uh, currently at the moment. It's um, it's only going to go one way because, as I said, the money is going to increase. And, Can't and, be too and, bad for an assistant manager as well then. Well, <laughs> I'm not too sure otherwise I would be here with, with D-Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is, and listen, it is, it's moved on considerably since I was a player, that's for sure. Did you have any major run-ins with the officials in your 14 months down there? Listen, I'd obviously one or two. Uh, I, I got two bookings uh, <laughs> over the course of the year. Uh, we were playing at Wigan and the ball came to me and the right back came to um, to pick up the ball and I thought it would be a good idea to nutmeg him. <laughs> 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 and, and, and when the ref was administering the, the yellow card, I was like... You're hampering the ball players. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one. And then the, the second one was because I, 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 it made a kind of, as if the referee had kind of, uh, his backside was twitching a little bit. So listen, the, the, uh, there was two the, two uh, letters uh, come into us about decisions that were wrong. One of the officials actually, which was refreshing, came up and, and apologised about two months later to say, listen, we got that badly wrong. Is that right? It was, uh, we were 1-1 one, one with Burnley away from home. And in the 91st minute, Thomas Inske brought down and he, he, he waved it on. And then within the space of 90 seconds, Burnley went up and scored the winner, which was a, a real body blow. And then on a Monday morning, you get the phone call from the, the head of the, the referee to, to say that, you know, sorry guys, we, we, he's clearly got that wrong. Uh, from where he was, he's seen this and seen whatever it was. And rather than just go, he got it wrong, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was a disappointing one. And um, so we got it twice, but I thought it was refreshing. I was talking to the, the, the guys prior to coming on here. I quite like the fact that the referees have that dialogue. It's it's lost. Uh, but at the same token, I wouldn't want, uh, you know, there has to be that level of professionalism that you're not coming back out on a Tuesday and went, ah, we got the phone call because, you know, you're trying to kind of get the the right balance <laughs> no, and respect yeah, for, for people. You know, I, I'm obviously out that now, so it doesn't really make a difference. It's mm -hmm. not as if you're shouting and bowling when it matters in the, in, the, in the heat of battle. So, you know, it's. I thought it was very refreshing. But the reality is, if you'd won that Burnley game, I mean, you and Paul might still be in position. Yeah, well, listen, if we hadn't lost six points, we'd probably still in <laughs> position as well. So, Aye. listen, so, you know, it, it was a tough one to take. Five games to go, I'd love to have seen it out. They've made the decision to move on. So, mm. listen, we just... I'm back up the road a, a month earlier than I thought I was going to be. Excellent. And your score prediction for Saturday, Alec? 7-3? Oh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, who, who's the referee again? <laughs> um, but listen, as I said, it's going to be different. Rangers are obviously um, the team that have got all the kind of pressure on their shoulders mm -hmm. because, as I said, if, it, if it's done and dusted, uh, then potentially Celtic will go on and coast the final and... Uh, mm -hmm. It's a, it's a last chance. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Rangers go on, but I think that's what I'm going for at the moment. It's just hope <laughs> rather than uh, belief. Well, we'll be pouring over it next week, chaps, that's for sure. Um, all the action coming up on Sunday. And we'll see you next time on Get Involved Referee. Get Involved Referee.